Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Self Made. I'm Kenny, your host from Odzuki.com. And again, this this podcast is geared at prepping entrepreneurs, uh, both those that are just starting out and those that are currently entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners, big business owners, uh, and prepping them for uh Experiences that you know they may they may come across, uh, whether it is uh, how to get started on the financial aspect of it, how to go through uh, navigating the difficult decisions of running a business, and uh, we welcome guests that are current business owners, uh, and again, it's from all walks, whether they have been in business for a month or they are seasoned business owners for uh, years. And tonight, I have a very special guest uh, joining me as someone that, another person that I've known for quite some time. Uh, We go way back, and she runs a pet sitting business, um, and her name is Vanessa Ziegler. Hey, Vanessa, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Kenny. How are you? I'm doing really good. Uh, again, we've gone. We go back a long time, and I've seen. I, you know, long I've, time. yeah, very, very long time. Uh, and I've seen the evolution of your business. Uh, my uh, the business that my wife and I run uh, that started when we were in Georgia. We helped you with uh, getting the you know some rebranding on your logo as well as the website. But uh, tell everybody the name of your business. The name of my business is Sit Pretty Pet Sitting, um, and we do uh, pet sitting. We take care of animals inside the owner's home, um, so we also do uh, house sitting as well. And uh, we just come in, and you know, we take care of your pets. We give them uh, any kind of medications they might need. We walk them, we feed them, we change their waters, we try to make it look like the house is still being lived in even though you're on vacation because we feel like it deters burglars and mm-hmm. whatnot so we'll turn on you know random lights in the house and so you essentially, know, essentially you're you're the mannequins in home alone pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good way that's a really good way to put it. And, um, and now I want uh, to feature on your website a scene of you with string attached to your wrists and your ankles and you dancing uh, while moving mannequins around. But that would probably drive those animals crazy. Um, and you're actually you're actually right on a job right now, right? I am. I'm on what we call an overnight. It's uh, and it's pretty self-explanatory. We come and we actually um, sleep in your house with your pets, and they get in the bed with us and. You know, if if they want to, if they don't want to, they you know we're not like come puppy, you must sleep in the bed with me. We just you know we we uh, kind of let them do what they're used to doing in their home. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, we you know just kind of chill with them. Like it, it sounds like the easiest job in the world until you're taking care of an old one or one that's sick. Well, you know that you gotta kind of constantly be watching and before we before we dive into the history that's actually something that i uh want to touch on now and probably a little bit later on into the show is uh with your background uh you are and and with your own pets as well you're set for any type of medical needs that the uh animal that you're taking care of has correct correct we um we haven't gotten cpr certified yet um we're working on that we have to find 
an instructor in the area and then it's a matter of getting all the girls you know off at the same time which is difficult to get us all in there to get us cpr certified but we we all know how to do it right uh we know how to do uh injections we know how to do sub q fluids um you know my own dog gets a injection once a month um because he's got addison's disease um we've taken care of diabetic animals we've taken care of thyroid disease animals uh, we've taken care of arthritic animals and continent animals. So just uh, like like you said, it's it sounds like the easiest job in the world until you actually get into the thick of it and you have to uh, manage different health needs, different concerns. Um, so let's let's jump back a little bit. Uh, when okay. did you when did uh, and you were on this business with your husband, correct? Yes. Okay. So, uh, when you and your husband started this business, how how when did this start? Uh, let me think. <laughs> we it, we started it in two thousand nine. Okay. Um, and it basically it it's kind of funny because it kind of came out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And it, it sort of it kind of just happened. Um, because back in 2001 i was working for a real estate company in uh ormond beach i was outside with um one of their top producers uh her name is angela if she's listen if she listens hi angela <laughs> um but we were just kind of you know sitting out there and we were just kind of shooting the breeze you know talking it was break time and you know whatever and nice florida day and she says, you know, we're going on vacation soon, but I think my pet sitter is stealing from me. Oh. And this is the first time I'd ever heard of, you know, a a pet sitter. And I'm like, what, you know, first of all, I'm very sorry to hear about, you know, your crap getting stolen. But, you know, what's a pet sitter? And when she started explaining to me, well, somebody that comes in and takes care of your pets. Again, I was like, easiest job in the world. And, you know, I could do that. Yeah, I can do that. I'm 21, you know, free house for a night, you know, near Daytona clubs. Woohoo. Right. You know, kind of thing. And they knew I was young and they knew what they were. They knew who I was. You know, they knew I was going to go in there and take care of their animals. But they also knew I was going to go have a good time because I was 21. Right. Um, so that's, that's what I would do. I would go and I would take care of their animals and then I'd go to, uh, you know, one of the nightclubs down in Daytona or I'd go sing karaoke that night and then I, you know, come back. I mean, you know, I don't drink, so, you know, right. I would come back and, and, you know, the, and the good thing about that is, you know, I wouldn't be leaving. I mean, you know, the hours you keep in your twenties, 10 to three, you know, right. um, that's kind of how I got started doing that and she was so impressed with the job that I did at her house and she was a top producing real estate agent she started referring me out to other people nice and so I started doing this I started doing it like on the side well then whenever I met Will and and you know we moved up to St. Augustine um I did a bunch of going to school and working horrible retail jobs Mm -hmm. and you know, just really couldn't find my niche. And um, when I graduated college, you know, because I graduated from Daytona State, um, 
back then it, back then it was uh <laughs> dbcc correct yeah it used to be dbcc um, sorry that's that's so just a I little had... trivia for uh for <laughs> old florida people that that remember when it was just a community college and now it's a, a an actual state college but continue yeah well and and as i was graduating was when they were transitioning to that as a matter of fact oh, okay yeah so uh even though i kept telling people that i went to dbcc my degree says D- dsc that's just on weird it. Daytona State College. Yeah, I know it's weird. Um, so at any rate, whenever I graduated from there, you, you know, I had a, a, a degree in legal assisting. But it happened during the economic crisis. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a job anywhere. That That is something that, reson- that I'm finding is a trend in the episodes that I've, episodes that we've recorded so far. Uh, a lot of things hinged on uh, not only, you know, 2008, 2009 and how terrible the economy was, but also uh, I'm finding a lot of people are saying that it was either done out of, uh, you know, they've realized that it was their passion and it wasn't what they went to school for, but it was what they loved. So they did it or it was out of necessity. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was kind of a, well, I, I kind of need to do this. Um, so uh, what did, if you don't mind me asking, what did you uh, go to school for? Um, I went to Daytona State University for legal assisting. Okay, so again, this was something that you ha- did not go to school for uh, your, your 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 current business. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so the the person you did that first job, they liked what you did, and you're now like, hey, you know, well, I can I can make a go of this. Um, so when you and you you said you and Will moved to St. Augustine, um, so what were, were there like big planning meetings between you and Will and you know trying to uh, kind of flesh out the idea or was it just uh, let's just kind of just get right out there? Yeah, no, we just kind of got right out there. Like it, it was kind of funny because I spent a year faxing out resumes and mailing off resumes and emailing resumes. And I must have sent hundreds and hundreds of resumes and I got two interviews Ouch! in a year and got turned down by both because I didn't have an internship. And, and I'm like, I'm 27 years old. Right. I can't, I can't work for free, you know, that, uh, sorry. So, you know, I, I, I was kind of miserable and, and, you know, Will wasn't really thrilled with my inability to, <laughs> <laughs> to get gainfully employed at something that I enjoy doing because right. I'm that type of person. I can't go punch a clock and not like what I'm doing. Cause if I don't like what I'm doing, I'm going to be just miserable and intolerable. I have to have a passion. Right. Passion has to be reciprocated by management to me or else I'm not a happy person. Like I just, I can't, I, I don't like working under those conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I'm there, you know, busting my butt, you know, at Food Lion or Winn-Dixie or whatever, and that's not being acknowledged by the higher-ups, to me, you know, like, I've got to have, I guess, a goal in mind. Right. You know, and whenever I would get, like, passed over for a promotion for whatever reason, it just really upset me because I always worked really hard and I always tried really hard and I would always sell the most and I would always do this the best or, 
I mean, you know me, I'm an overachiever. I always have been. Right. Um, so finally I just got kind of sick of it. And Will was like, well, we got to figure out a way to get you making money. And I said, what if I opened a pet sitting service? I made good money doing it on the side in Daytona. Mm -hmm. I like doing it. You know, the people that own these animals are great people. You know, I said, what if we just, oh, what if we just did the research and opened a pet sitting service? Now, it, when you said you uh, made good money on the side in Daytona uh, doing the pet sitting service, it was, it, had you got more than your, that initial client? Had, or, you know, were you picking up other ones from the other realtors or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Angela started referring me to um, her people she was selling houses to. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a pet? I got a pet sitter. Here's her number. Nice. You know, she's a friend of mine. She takes care of mine. She's great, you know. And, um, you know, of course, this was back in the early, you know, 2000s. So it it wasn't quite as um, untrusting as it is now. Like, you know, people are really, really careful now mm -hmm. for the most part about who they allow in their house who they're going to let take care of their pets, you know, their kids, you know, back then it was like, Oh, somebody takes care of your animals and you trust them. Cool. Send them over. Right. You know, so that, that's kind of, so she, and to be honest between her and the other people that she referred me to and the job that I had at the time at Rainsoft, uh, I forgot you worked for Rainsoft. That was uh, yeah. that was something that uh, I, I I did a stint at Rainsoft as well. I was in sales. I was not in like customer service, um, and let's just say that I should not have been in sales, or at least not. Maybe maybe you know what. I take that back. It was a different market. Um, I think the market that I was in I, I was a handicap for me. Uh, I think that it would have been in. I mean, we were. Uh, th this is totally sidetracking from uh, your story, but I mean, we were in an area where uh, we were trying to sell you know, almost two thousand dollars systems to people. That I mean, there was one place where I walked in and the faucet was broken, and they had a rag that was over it that would that was worked served two purposes. One, it was preventing the water from s shooting up straight from the back of the faucet, and two, that's how you turned it on. So I was like, I was like, they're not buying a two thousand dollars system if they're not going to replace a forty dollar faucet. So um, yeah, that didn't last long. But I, f I totally forgot you worked for Rainsoft. Oh yeah, man, three years. Right on. Um, yeah, I did, and I did it all too, with the exception of doing like installation. Right I on. worked in sales. I worked in um, the telemarketing portion, and I became I was their receptionist for a while, which is how I met my husband. <laughs> really, I did. I did not know that. That'll be a story that we'll you and I only talk about some other time. All right. So, okay. So let's go back uh, to um, <laughs> let's go back to uh, you're in San Augustine. You uh, talked to Will about let's go ahead and or maybe you should uh, open up a pet sitting business. Was he uh, like immediately immediately on board or was it like a ooh oh god. <laughs> I love my husband, uh -huh. <laughs> but oh. he is the biggest poo-pooer of any ideas. Okay. Like, he just... He was very leary. He just like, huh? He was very leery. 
Yes, he was very leery uh, of it, you know, and, and again, I do love him, but, but, you know, he was just like, this isn't going to work. And, you know, well, how long do you plan on making this work for? And, you know, of course, me being a daddy's girl, I told him, I said, let's open it. Let's give it five years. If within five years, something hasn't took off, something hasn't caught on, something, you know, if you're not comfortable with where we're going within five years, I'm like, then I'll shut it down. Okay. I'll shut it down. All right. So that's, that's, a, that's actually a very interesting uh, approach. So you have, you set out giving it a five-year window saying, let's go ahead and do this. Yeah. Uh, or let me try. He's on board. Uh, still a little leery of it, but uh, he, he, he's on board, which is cool. All right. Very good. All right. So yeah. Now, did you go into the stage of, all right, do I need to go do this as an LLC? Do I need to do this as an incorporation or like an S-Corp? What route did you guys end up taking? Um, we are a partnership. Okay, right on. I. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't LLC'd it yet, although that is coming soon. Right. Um, especially since we've been, you know, on a hiring frenzy. So to speak, right? Um, for 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 a company that's small, you know, for me hiring two people in you know six months, it's like ah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we we decided that it should for now just be a partnership and just see where it goes because you know to us, what was the use in you know trying to make it be an LLC if it doesn't work and why incorporate it if it's not going to work and you know we just really had no faith. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's, that's different. Um, it's like, let's start a business and we, we, it's not going to go anywhere, but let's start it anyway. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what we did. <laughs> but then again, I mean, but then again, you, I, I would say that there's probably a little bit <laughs> of faith there because you knew that the money potential was there. Um, and that you would, because uh, uh, Will was, uh, he already had a full-time job, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, th this was going to be a bit of a supplemental that was going to uh, help, you know, add money, obviously, to uh, the household. Um, and, all right, so you uh, go start out as a partnership. You Now, were you, like, uh, did you start getting, like, a list of the past clients and start reaching out to them? Or how did, uh, I would assume that you kind of moved into the marketing phase from there. Um, we moved into the marketing phase, but we didn't really reach out to anybody, any of our old clients. And the reason for that was because they all lived 45 minutes to an hour, you know, away from right. us in St. Augustine. Because you so, were, your clients were in Daytona, you were now in St. Augustine. So that, that uh -huh. was, now you're having to add in the expenditure of gas. And this was, yeah. you said 2008, 2009, right? Right. So gas was probably in the threes, like mid to high threes. Yeah, yeah. I think at one point it almost reached four. Yeah, I remember at the there, there was a time like, right on the really close. Yeah, and it was right before then that it was it, it started getting up to like the five fifties and the sixes, and that mm -hmm. was and we were starting to finally come down a little bit and uh, kind of even out around there. So you're you're thinking about the expenditure of having to drive out there to do those. And, and you pro were you doing overnights already or were these just like daytime sits? 
Um, no, I started off with, uh, when we started marketing, because we didn't have any money for marketing, <laughs> we, we did what everybody does, uh, or everybody did back then. We, uh, went to Craigslist uh-huh. and a lot of my very first clients, uh, that are now friends of mine, they, they don't, they, they've moved or they've had kids or you know pets have passed away what have you um but you know they they don't use the ones in the very beginning don't use me as much as they used to just because mainly they've moved right <laughs> um and they're not in my area anymore uh because one went to alaska <laughs> yeah i don't think that you would be flying out to alaska to do pet sitting <laughs> If you were, that's kind of moving into the whole, you know, like HDTV TLC realm of <laughs> yeah, the pet pet sitter to the stars, which you never know, you might get to that point. Um, you know, and that would be awesome. That's the daydream right there, taking care of uh, Johnny Depp's where he got Yorkies. I have no idea. I have <laughs> absolutely like no clue. <laughs> okay, so you uh, you went ahead and uh, you started out with the marketing, and actually, that is something that. For anyone that's listening that is looking at doing any type of uh, startup or a, like a local business, Craigslist actually is, I mean, y- you do have to weed through some of the weirdos, but Craigslist actually is still a very powerful tool. Um, it is. Well, not not only is Craigslist a powerful tool, and I hate to interrupt you, but no, no, uh, go ahead. A, lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that um, where you live in your area on Facebook, there are either chit chat sites or rant and raves about local businesses. Or if you're like me and you're a you're in an animal group, or if you, I mean, they they've got all these different groups now on Facebook that you can join, and you can ask the admin, "Hey, I run a pet sitting service. I run a." power washing company i run a podcast i you know can i advertise my services on this page and they may ask for references Mm -hmm. they may be like i don't care do what you want to do you know it really kind of all depends on what kind of admin um is on the page and it uh, probably that, also deals with people that are that may have been burned in the past by certain industries as well. You know, they might, that's where they might end up being a little leery too. Um, but that's okay. So you guys start out with Craigslist because this was back when Facebook was just barely getting off the ground for the masses. So it's not like they had they didn't have their advertising platform set up at all. Um, MySpace yeah. was on the decline. Um, so there, and I don't really know how many people were actually marketing through MySpace all that much. So social media was still kind of in that, that going through its growing pains. It wasn't sure exactly what it mm-hmm. wanted to be. So you had back then you had uh, a lot of the traditional advertising methods. You had newspaper. You had like the uh, the uh, advertising like classifieds, like the uh, penny saver in Florida, or you know some 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 of those. Um, and then again, you had Craigslist, um, and then you could have your own website back then. Uh, you know that those were uh, a bit of a way to get out there. And of course, then you had like radio ads and TV ads. But those, the pricing for those and billboards were way out of scope for a lot of people that didn't have you know that small business loan to start out. Which actually is another question that I had: Did you guys go the route of doing any type of small business loan or anything at the onset, or even think about um, doing that? 
No, because I was actually still going to school at the time, and I had just transferred to continue my education at UNF. Um, And it was in my last semester at UNF that we decided to start this endeavor. So basically, and pet sitting is a good business to start with little money. Um, A lot of word of mouth goes into it, I would assume. Well, a lot of word of mouth goes into it, and not only that, but there isn't a lot of overhead. There isn't a lot of cost to opening a pet sitting service besides if you want to join, like I belong to uh, Pet Sitters International, PSI. I belong to I didn't even to know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like the leading educators um, for the pet sitting world. And they're, you know, they do all kinds of things about healthcare, things about, you know, security, uh, software for pet sitters, um, how to keep yourself safe, new, new viruses that are out there. You know, I mean, yeah, they, we've got a magazine and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Wow. (laughs) That's like a whole sub, like, reality that I've never even considered was a thing. Um, But... Yeah, it, it makes sense because again, if you're going to be doing pet sitting, uh, you're going into people's homes. You're going, and I mean, you're dealing with you could end up dealing with aggressive pets. Um, and and again, if you have pets of your own, like you said, uh, new viruses that are going around. Um, you're having, and, and again, this is something that just comes up. Uh, this is a new reality. Uh, there's a lot of states that have legal medical marijuana or just legal weed in general. So now you have pets that are potentially getting into, uh, you know, people's stashes. And with that, uh, as a pet sitter, I would assume that you have to be prepared for that. Yes. Yeah, we have to be prepared for pretty much anything. Right on. So you're essentially being trained to be the A-team of uh, pet sitters. Pet care. Yeah. That, and that, that yeah. works. Okay, so all right. So now you guys have gone and uh, you've set out this plan. You're advertising on Craigslist. You're you know working on getting this off the ground. What would you say would be some of the, the possible either wrong turns or mistakes that you made right out the gate? Well, I wouldn't say it went smooth. I wish I would have stayed like super organized right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think part of the reason why I didn't was because I, I actually did. I hoped that it, it would become successful. But at the same time, I was assuming that crash position, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, you kind of just get yourself ready for everything to fall and collapse around you. Um, You're kind of uh, sticking your toe in, but not necessarily diving all in. Yes. So I didn't really take the steps to be super organized like I wish I had. Okay. Um, And really start building rapports with uh, clinics around town. I, w- I wish I would have started that a lot sooner. Okay, uh, and that actually goes into the next marketing phase. But before that, something else that I was wondering about is uh, I would assume, there, it, or uh, well, I don't want to assume anything, 
But is there any type of insurance that needs to go into this? Or like, because you know how sometimes you see a different type of uh, industries where it says, you know, uh, licensed, insured, and bonded. Uh, is that anything that, is that something that needs to be in place or not really, or it's just, a, it's nice to have? That depends on, the way I see it, it depends on the clients you want. That's kind of how I see it. Okay. Um, I want clients that keep their pets on flea, tick, and heartworm medication. I want clients that uh, will appreciate my services, not, uh-huh. not, you know, somebody that keeps their dog in the backyard 24-7 that is paying me five bucks to go over there. Right. Um, I charge a premium for my service because... I feel like I give a premium service if that makes sense without sounding full of myself. No, I think I think the way I think the way what you're essentially getting at is you set your pricing. And actually, that is something that I wanted to ask you about as well. You set your pricing at at, at a certain level that will essentially weed out the Craigslist crazies. But it'll keep in, But but you'll get the clientele that uh, actually pays attention to their animals. That is. Uh, you know, you, you won't, you're walking into a job that you kind of have an idea of what to expect. It's not like you're going to go in into a house of horrors. Um, and yeah. that way, you know that there's, again, with your price point, a certain level of protection when it comes to who you're dealing with. Um, that, that, that mm-hmm. okay, so that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and you know, that is something, again, that kind of transitions right into what I want to ask you about. Is well, it, it, go ahead. let me just back up for a second because it, having insurance as a professional pet sitter is super important because not only does it protect you if something should happen, uh-huh. but it protects your client as well. For instance, if and God forbid this ever happens, <laughs> I don't even like putting it out there, but you know. There have been instances where, you know, uh, a pet sitter has been walking a dog mm-hmm. and a guy on a bicycle is by. The client never told the pet sitter that the dog hates wheels or hates bicycles or hates yellow shorts or, you know, just whatever. Curse those yellow of, shorts. Yeah, those darn yellow shorts. It just kind of sets the dog off and the dog, you know takes off after the bicyclist, bites him on the leg, you're being drug, you know, and, and the dog like a breaks a, a tooth on its way, you know, biting the guy's leg because it hits the chain instead. You know, I mean, just... Worst case scenario. Yeah, the worst case scenario, our insurance pays for that. Right on. You know, so if, um, if, if, for whatever reason, I got stuck in traffic. I couldn't get out to let a dog out in time, and they ruined a carpet. My and I and the clients make me replace it. My insurance pays for that. Right on. You know, um, if I need a locksmith to come out and change a lock, my insurance pays for that. You know, I mean, so it's to me, it's just it's smarter to be bonded license and insurance and only that it shows that you're serious about what you're doing you know Mm -hmm. you're you're not and and i don't like to speak ill of what we call hobby sitters what are hobby sitters 
hobby sitters are people who aren't bonded, licensed, and insured, who pay, who will charge you $5 to go and let your dog out for two minutes, you know, kind of thing. Um, right on. That's what, we, that's what we call the hobby sitters. But here's the, here's what I have a problem with with the hobby sitter statement is that we all started off as hobby sitters. I don't think any of us ever opened up our pet sitting service. We just woke up one day and thought, I want to be a pet sitter. Right. You know, we, you know, and even if you are just taking care of your neighbor's dog or your best friend's dog or your grandma's dog, that to me, that still puts you in that category of hobby sitter until you become bonded, licensed, insured, until you've gotten, uh, you know, certain certifications, until you've, you know, started paying the money to, you know, market and advertise and you're pounding those streets and you're trying to get those clients. You know, hobby sitters are the ones that, you know, just kind of go on Facebook and say, Hi, my name is Amy and I love pets and I'm real good with pets and pets are my passion. Let me take care of your pet today. Right. <laughs> it's like there's there's no background. They're not taking it seriously. And Yeah, yeah. And you, you want to avoid, I mean, and I think that's something for the audience, you know, if you're listening just to find out what a pet sitter does, that's probably something that you want to avoid. Someone that uh, seems like they've been doing it for a long time, and but they don't really seem to give anything or tell anything about themselves. Or, yeah. again, no references. I think it kind of... Uh, it can be equated to whenever you're looking for a tattoo artist, if you will. You 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 see people that you know post they have amazing work uh, that you know that they've done and they showcase it, and then you see people that will it looks like they let their four year old uh, scribble with a, a prison tattoo gun, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm charging you, you know, I'm charging seventy five dollars for uh, you know for this tat," and it's like you don't want to do that. You 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 want to go with someone that. Uh, obviously gives off the air that they know what they're doing. Exactly. And I'll tell you what else too. It's, it's kind of a funny story. Um, when one of my clients now that I've had for a long time, um, she has a lot of beagles. She actually told me that she called one of my references from back when I was a hobby sitter in Daytona. And one of the houses that I took care of, I've told you about before, it was the farm. Mm, okay, yeah. With the llamas and the chickens and the and the emus and the donkey and the goats and the horses and the pony and the cats and the dogs and the exotic birds. And before you continue with your story, at that location, did you have to take care of all of those? Or were you just Yeah. That's that's a lot. Yeah, it would take me it would take me about two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening to feed them. Wow. That's, yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's a lot of responsibility and a lot of patience that you have to have with that and clean well. up, you know, things that I had to clean up. Like if mm-hmm. she was gone for a day or two, she didn't expect me to like, you know, muck the stalls or whatever. But, right. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, feeding everybody. It was just but um, whenever whenever my client called. Uh, the one that owns the farm, she said, so I'm calling about Vanessa, you know, I've got beagles. Do you think she can handle, you know, a pack of beagles? And literally this, you know, older client, you know, that I'd had for two or three years down in Daytona, she actually kind of laughed and said, you only have dogs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, and, and, that's, and that's a testament uh, to your capability 
um, and you you build that reputation. That reputation. Um, having yeah. uh, uh, what would you say would be um, the total amount of clients you have right now? Ballpark. Um, ballpark. I'm gonna say we have probably about 120. Holy cow! I was not expecting that number. But we don't run them every day. See, right. that's the thing is that this is like total um, daily. We have, I want to say, anywhere between five and fifteen appointments a day. Okay. Depending, and that's I'm not counting overnights in that either. So still, you know, that's a my gr- that's a considerable amount of. I mean, having a full base of 120 or 100 plus, whatever, uh, and then having on the daily five, you know, uh, you know, five plus that you go and manage. That's th- that's a lot to you know manage your schedule to make sure that you get you know that you get everyone and get you know a lot proper time to each client. Yeah, I text my daily clients on because we don't we haven't set up our software yet, which. I know if uh, my friend Charlotte hears this, she's going to be like, girl, you haven't set up that software yet. Because, you know, whenever you have the software, the client goes in and they pick their time and they can choose who comes and, you know, all that stuff. I haven't gotten that far yet um, for one reason, because I actually haven't had the time to sit and enter in, you know, all of my clients' information. Right. <clears throat> and all of, of my sitters information and stuff like that. So right now I would say it takes me a good two hours on a Saturday mm-hmm. to plan out my next week. Okay. You know, um, because I'll sit there and I'll text my dailies because my daily clients and I'm a little bit different than some other pet sitting services are um we all try to tailor to what the client needs but i think because i'm still new i'm still kind of a yes girl okay (laughs) if that makes any sense um you know i mean i'm slowly learning how to say no to some things but you know i understand that people's schedules change weekly because mine sure does right you know, so I'm not going to sit there and tell a client, no, I can't run you because I can't run you five days a week. Right. You know, so on Saturdays, I text them and I say, hey, what days do you need us this week? And they'll tell me and I'll text, you know, my girls and I'll be like, who wants this job? Right. Now, <laughs> now, uh, as we get close to the end of this episode, let, let me ask you a question actually about employees. Um, and how you have this set up. How many employees do you have? Well, technically, I don't have employees. I have independent contractors. Independent contractors, that's right. Uh, Okay, so how many contractors do you work with on a regular basis? Six. Six. Okay, so that also is a considerable amount of people to work with um, and get them going. Okay, so with that... Uh, how, how do you go about checking their uh, checking to make sure that they meet the standard of sit pretty? The client will call me and tell me if they feel like something isn't being done. Okay. Um, all of my clients and all of my girls, as a matter of fact, um, you know, all the girls that that work under 
sit pretty um, that run run these jobs because technically I'm not their boss. Right. Um, but if a client thinks that something is or is not going on in their home, they will call me. They will text me. And I have told them, you know, if there are ever any issues, if you feel like there's any problems, if you feel like somebody's not being cared for the way they should be, I want you to call me. Right you know, text me and let me know. And another thing that my girls do is, you know, they do check in with the clients, you know, as requested. Um, They will send them text updates. They will send them pictures. They will send them, you know, uh, just different things, letting them know, you know, that they're at the house you know, everybody's doing good, you know, that kind of thing. Like every now and then, like, you know, we'll, we'll get some phone calls, you know, about a, a sitter not washing out a dish. Okay. And it's like, oh, okay, but your, your dog's good, right? <laughs> you know, like I understand they didn't wash a dish, but right. everything's cool otherwise. Yeah, everything's fine. Okay, I'll be sure and, you know, let them know to, you know, clean up after the animals so you're gonna i mean you you run in any industry you're gonna run into uh the people that really drill down with the with being nitpicky to uh they expect a certain thing uh even though that's not part of the service that you're you know telling them that you're going to provide they do they, they they will you know come in with a certain expectation totally understand that um so with uh your contractors that you have um is well let's actually talk being that you do have a large uh, set of clientele let's talk uh the future plans are you looking at uh expansion or are you looking at uh you know trying to manage what you currently have or do you have something bigger in mind um i do have something bigger in mind uh i feel like i need to get a handle on I think a better handle and better organization of what's going on here. Like right now, what I'm kind of working on for the summer is having all the girls be on shifts. Okay. You know, some girls will run the, cause we're going to have a lot of people on vacation. Right. Um, Which that so should be, wanna, a, is that, is that, is the summer a big boost for you guys? Oh, it's such a big boost. <laughs> <laughs> you sound tired just thinking about it. <laughs> That's because I know I've only got one month left <laughs> until that that crap starts. Um, I shouldn't say it like that. I'm I'm very grateful for for everything. It's just the the summer does get nutty and it gets nutty fast. And, and um, couple that with Florida heat, it just makes uh makes for a very tiring summer. It does. It does. So yeah, I mean, I tell, I tell my girls, I'm like, get your chili rags out. You know, those microfiber towels that stay cold. Mm -hmm. I'm like, get those ready, get your spray bottles ready. You know, make sure you've got a good cooler in the back of your car with plenty of water and Gatorade and right. You know, whatever you need to get through your day. Cause, um, let's put it, I've gotten sick a few summers where, you know, it's just like sick with dehydration. Well, we're recording this episode in May, uh, beginning of May, and if I'm not mistaken, I saw someone in Florida post a picture from the uh, the temperature gauge in the car, and it said 111. And uh, I'm like, uh, you know, I live in the Pacific Northwest, and I don't know if you saw my video this morning, but I, I opened up the door to my back porch, and it was snowing. 
Um, and that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I was very frustrated because I, I I wake up and my wife says, uh, "Yeah, about an inch of snow." I'm like, "Shut up, you're no, no." And I get up and I open up the door and it's still snowing. And now, granted, it's all melted, but yeah, we we were at 86 yesterday. The temperatures plummeted down to the high 50s today. So uh, yeah. I can only imagine that that adds a little bit of a complication to things, but so you but you are looking at expansion though. We are looking at expansion. Um, right now, we're looking at actually expanding into Tampa. Right on. Okay, and that's uh, uh, probably what a good hour and a half, two hours away. Yep. No, that is like four hours away, bro. I haven't lived in Florida in over oh, in close to twenty years, so I wouldn't say twenty. Uh, 15 yeah all right so I've, it's, it's been a long time since i've lived in florida so I, my geography is completely off <laughs> no yeah we're, we're looking at hopefully expanding into uh south tampa to be specific because tampa is kind of a large okay metropolis uh so we're going to start with south tampa and then we're going to uh i guess kind of branch outward okay um I don't want to because I've got a couple of, of pet sitters from Pet Sitters International that I'm kind of friends with. So I want to be careful not to usurp their territory. Right. You know, because I don't I don't want anybody usurping mine. Right. You want to <laughs> you, you play fair. Exactly. So, you know, I'll I'll I'm planning on in the next couple of months. I'm hoping going down to Tampa and kind of scoping it out and get in touch with some of the girls that I know run around like uh, the Brandon area and I want to find out like what exactly, you know, where they run that way. I don't usurp in that territory, but it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a couple of years. Cause right now I just have one girl who's really interested in, you know, working and getting it going, but she really only wants to run a few appointments a day and, Right, you know, I, you just gotta find you gotta of, find the employees that are going, or not employees, but the contractors that are actually going to put the work in. Yes, well, by 2018, we're going to be transitioning everybody into employees. Period. Right on, right on. So you definitely uh, have some bigger, uh, some bigger and better things coming your way. Yes, we do. If I can just get a handle on what I have going on now. <laughs> well, 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 hey, you know what? You've passed that five-year mark that uh you and your husband had set um so i mean congratulations on that uh Thank you. It, it, it's uh, i've watched this business grow um and transition and change uh you know from uh, essentially jump street uh you know seeing when you got things right off the ground um and seeing it grow to where it is now and i you've heard me cry a lot over yeah, <laughs> the well, years I've... that i thought you were gonna close yeah, you know, and that's the thing. In closing, what would you say? There's two two questions that I think I'm going to uh, make kind of a mainstay on the show. First question, what would you say would be the biggest, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, uh, but what would you say would be the biggest mistake or wrong turn that you made during uh, during the course of getting from, you know, the very beginning to where you're at now? I didn't hire soon enough. Didn't hire soon enough. Yeah, I really... Thinking um, you could do it all on your own for a while? Not so much. I thought I could do it all on my own. Um, I didn't trust anybody. 
Mm. That's actually very, you know, that's, that's very, very good because I will have to say when my wife and I were running our business, same exact thing. I trusted no one. It's like, this is my baby. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't want to put my baby in someone else's hands and, yeah. and, and see them run, you know, something that I've put my blood, sweat and tears into, into the ground. But ultimately yeah. you realize that you're, you're still in control. Well, not only am I still a little bit in control, but everybody that I've hired or brought on, the verbiage with independent contractors is so weird. Um, All the girls that have joined my team, I guess I can put it like that. um, All the girls that have joined my team, they have a huge love of animals themselves. Right. Um, They've either been clients of mine already, or they were hobby sitters to begin with. Or they work in rescue and, you know, just have that that passion about animals that that I have. Right. Um, and I think, I think that right there is half the battle of finding somebody who is going to do like what I just did with Buzz what an hour ago. Like, dude, are you having a seizure? Where oh, you're just sleeping? Cool. And, bu- and know, Buzz like, is uh, one, of the, one of the dogs on your job right now? Yes. Right on. Yeah, so, you know, somebody that will be attuned to, you know, well, that one's drinking a lot of water. Well, this one's not really eating its food. That one's going to the bathroom a lot. Uh, you know, like, because there's so many little bitty markers with animals that will... Uh, let you know that they're not feeling well or that something's wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Uh And all of the girls that currently work for me have that kind of knowledge, you you, you know, and have that kind of uh, attention to the animals. This is the type of, this is the type of uh, profession where you really can drill down and handpick exactly what you need um, not necessarily yes. to where it's just like, oh, they have the skills qualifications, but they have a personality of a milk dud. Uh, you, you don't do that. You go and find someone that is going to have that same type of passion, that same type yes. of uh, personality that is equipped to do what you need to do. Okay, so then the second question I'm going to ask is, what would you say would be the best decision you've made during the course of this? It's going to sound insane. The The best decision I ever made was um, when Moose got sick and we kept going to these vets that didn't know what was wrong with him. The best decision I ever made was carrying him into the Palencia Pet Clinic. That was hands down. And explain to everyone who Moose is. Uh, Moose is my St. Bernard Border Collie mix. He, at three years old, became very ill, lost a lot of weight. Um, I carried him to two or three different vets around town that couldn't figure out what was going on with him. And finally, to quote what I said six years ago, um, I'm going to take him to the rich people's vet. <laughs> <laughs> take him to the rich people's vet. Nice. So, <laughs> so I carried him up to uh, Palencia Pet Clinic, and um, that was ran by Dr. Peter Vailing at the time. And he, uh, he saved my dog's life. And once I found out how expensive it was to keep my dog's life saved, because <laughs> <laughs> Addison's is, is not a, a cheap 
disease by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Uh, I asked him, I said, I'm a pet sitter in this area. I said, I'm trying to get my business off the ground and I'm having a hard time because I don't know a lot of people. You know, I said, would you mind, you know, putting my cards up? I have references of people that have used me. You know, I said, will you please put my cards up? And he he said, sure, bring them in. Right on. And yeah, then a year after that, they said, you want a job? Nice. <laughs> and while I worked there, they let me um, advertise my services. Like while I was checking them, checking in patients or, you know, what have you, small talking with the with the uh, uh, clients, you know, they would, oh, well, I haven't seen you here before. Oh, well, you know, I actually work as a professional pet sitter. That's then I, I come here, you know, to, to help out and what have you. Right. And the truth is they were helping me out the entire time. So I completely give so much of my success to uh, Dr. Bailing and to his wife. Like I... And I get weepy when I talk about it. So <laughs> uh, I, I heard a little bit of it. I heard a little bit of it in your voice. So, well, you know, when when somebody that doesn't really know you very well, a not only saves your dog's life, but then believes in you enough to not just refer your business to his clients, but also hire you and you know continually like be your mentor. Right. It, you know, that, that just means a lot because I, pardoning me these days, feel like people are so uh, narcissistic and so self-involved. Sometimes, uh, I mean, and this is for a different conversation for another day, but I, I really feel that right, there's right, a lot right. of, there's a lot of uh, social media to blame for that. You know, I mean, everything yeah. has turned into look at me, look at me. And, and not just from a business standpoint, just in general. So it, it's it's easy to see how we've got to that point, you know? It, it is easy to see, but, you know, and at the same time, like, it it makes me all that more grateful that somebody that barely knew me, you know, believed in me that much. Right. And, and they did, you know, they, they really took a chance on, you know, on me and on what I could do. And the minute clients that I already had found out that I, you know, was working at the clinic. They thought that was just awesome. Right. And so from there, like everything just kind of, uh, kind of, I, I'm going to say blew up, but you know, blew up in a good way, right. you know? Um, and now I have three clinics that refer me around town and, um, and a rescue, a rescue refers me Two rescues refer me now. Very nice. So it's definitely yeah. growing. So, uh, for people that do live in the uh, Central Florida or uh, and soon to be Tampa area, where how can they find out more about Sit Pretty? What's the website uh, address? Well, they, they can go to www.sitprettypet.com. Okay. Um, and they can also email me at sitprettypetyahoo.com. Um, and I'd love to hear from anybody. Yes. Um, and uh, again, if you guys live in the Central Florida area, and I know that a lot of my audience actually is in that area, um, feel free to give. Uh, and is there a phone number they can reach you at as well? Oh, 386-566-4857. And let me add something to that. Even if you're not in my area, 
I can point you to exceptional pet sitters in other parts of the U.S. So, so you know, maybe you need to start just like your uh, like a little Angie's list, but it, like Nessa's list of. Uh, <laughs> wait, Nessa's list sounds too close to narcissist. Um, so <laughs> maybe we can come up. We'll work on the branding on that. We'll we'll come up with something different. Um, but uh, the, ha- having like a little bit of a referral network uh, and having the knowledge of you know who's good, who's uh, not necessarily would fit the mold for a certain client. Uh, that is. Something that you uh, th- that I think it would be good for people to be able to get in contact with you about. So again, you guys can go to sitprettypet.com and then you also have sitpretty at yahoo.com as well for the email address. Um, email. And uh, yeah, guys, please check out uh, her website if you want to learn a little bit more. If you have any questions, also I do know on her website uh, that there is some information about Addison's disease as well. Um, so if you guys had any, have any questions, um, or are looking for a referral or again, if you're in the central Florida area and again, soon to be Tampa, feel free to hit Vanessa up. Vanessa, thanks so much for spending time with us today on the show. Can I say one more thing about the Addison's? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I also run the Addison's in dogs, Facebook page. Um, so if you guys have a dog with Addison's, if you know somebody who has Addison's, feel free to have them email me. You know, I've counseled people from all over the world in the past five years, six years that Moose has been diagnosed. So if you guys, if anybody needs any help, any counseling, any direction to go into, um, you know, if their dog has been diagnosed with it, especially recently, um, cause it's a very lonely thing to go through because right. it's such a rare disease. So, Feel free to e- email me at at the sit pretty email, um, and you know I can I can definitely walk you guys through uh, what to expect. Also, um, what is the Facebook page for Sit Pretty? Um, sit Sit Pretty Pet. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty pretty self-explanatory. Um, and I'll link to all of it on this post. You guys can check out this post at odzuki.com. Uh, just go up to the uh, category section, and then you'll pull down. You'll see podcasts and self-made is right there. Uh, but, um, but obviously, it'll be also linked on here. Guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in uh, to this episode. And please, if you uh, enjoy this content or if you enjoy uh, and if you've you know listened to the other uh, episodes that we have, please do us a favor and hop onto iTunes and leave us a review. It helps out tremendously. Um, and if you haven't subscribed already, if you've just uh, happened to find this one on the website or, uh, you know, you heard someone was listening to this in their car, um, feel free to go to iTunes or FeedBurner. The, the link's on Azuki.com and you can subscribe there. It's going to be on Google Play here really soon. Hopefully, even by the time this episode airs, it'll be on Google Play as well. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, you can find me, uh, Kenny, at Odzuki.com, as well as I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look for Odzuki, O-D-D-Z-U-K-I. Very easy to find. And look for, uh, hopefully you guys will uh, tune into our next couple of episodes. We have uh, several guests already booked. Uh, I think we have uh, another 18 to 20 uh, that we have lined up already. So we have several episodes that are going to be coming very, very soon. Again, you guys were listening to uh, Vanessa Ziegler of Sit Pretty Pet. Again, sitprettypet.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys on the next episode of Self Made.